Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor Diddy has been giving prophecy updates for many years. He is more convinced than ever before that the second coming of Jesus Christ is near. Are you ready? Three steps to salvation include A. Admit you're a sinner. B. Believe Jesus Christ is Lord. And C. Call upon His name. ABC. It's all it takes. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 24th, 2021. You know, I was thinking of that hymn, I, you can have this world, just give me Jesus. <laughs> um, but not yet. After we're gone, you can do whatever you want. But not yet. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. When you do get your brave, new, transformed world, you're only going to have it for seven years. But at the end, every eye will see, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. The only problem is when every knee bows and every tongue confesses at that time, it will not be for salvation, it will be for damnation for all eternity. Real talk. Real talk. I realize I painted the proverbial canvas with a broad brush, but the Holy Spirit takes it from here and provides the detail and connects the prophetic dots. Because again, the Holy Spirit is who guides us into all truth. This of course again presupposes that all of us, and I'm going to include myself in this, have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today. I believe that, and with all my heart, without any doubt, that the Holy Spirit is saying this to the church today. Be ready, not get ready, be ready, because Jesus is coming at an hour we expect not. That's how close we are. We have to be.
We have to be. This is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. This is why we also explain simply, the childlike simple ABCs of salvation. What is the gospel? Well, the gospel can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, says that the gospel, the good news, which is what the word gospel means, good news, your debt has been paid, you're free to go. Good news, that's the gospel. Wait, what debt? Oh, uh, the sin debt. What's the sin debt? Oh, death. Oh, it's been paid? Yeah, that is good news. But (laughs) the bad news, don't you just love it when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? Get thee behind me, Satan. I only want to hear the good news. Just speak only smooth things. No, I've got to tell you the bad news first. Because the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. The bad news is that we were all born sinners, which is why we must all be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's the good news. Jesus came. He was crucified. He died in our place. His blood shed in our stead. And He paid in full the purchase price and satisfied the debt outstanding by dying for us instead of us. And he was buried, and on the third day he rose again, defeating death. And he's coming back again to take us to that place he prepared for us in his Father's house, where there are many rooms. Don't you find it interesting? I know this is kind of, maybe, I hope it's not an oversimplification, but think this through with me. Jesus said to the disciples, speaking of the rapture pre-tribulation, I go to prepare a place for you so that I can come back for you and take you to that place I prepared for you, so that where you are is where I am. I'm taking you out of here. I'm taking you there, to that place, and I'm preparing for you. That's the rapture. That's good news. That's good news. You know what that means, right? For those of us in Christ, born again of the Spirit of God, that have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, (laughs) this ends very well for us. It might get really rough, but boy, I tell you, (laughs) in the end, woo! I mean, woo! The Apostle Paul would say it like this, no suffering, No persecution, no hardship, no pain even comes close to the glory that awaits. Not even on the same planet to compare it 
the sufferings of this life. Not even worthy to be compared with the glory that awaits. And I would submit to you, we don't have that much longer to wait. What are the ABCs? Well, again, just a simple explanation of salvation. This is how I came to Christ 39 years ago. I had to come to that place, A, where I had to acknowledge, you know what? (laughs) I've sinned. I've sinned. I'm a sinner. See, and unless and until I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, I'm not interested in a Savior. I hate to say it this way, it might sound crass, but if I'm not a sinner, I'm not in the market for a Savior. I'm not looking for a Savior, because I'm not a sinner. Now, if I'm a sinner, hey, uh, I need a Savior. Exactly. You know, I like how one said it. God knew that we needed a Savior, so He sent us a Savior. He didn't send us a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, we love you. But that wasn't our greatest need. Because see, our greatest need was His greatest deed. I didn't need a lawyer or a politician or an electrician. Actually, we might need an electrician, but I need a Savior. That's what I need. So God sent a Savior. His greatest deed was my greatest need. And that's the A. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You know what that means? You might be a good person, and you probably are, but you'll never be good enough. You know how we say of people, oh, they have a good heart. They probably do. But You might want to ask Jeremiah, because my good friend Jeremiah has something to say about that. Actually, the Lord, through Jeremiah, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Man sees the outward appearance. God sees the heart, and we are wretched to the core. I think about when the Apostle Paul, depending on which translation you have, He basically says that, I know that in me there dwelleth no good thing. One translation says it this way, I am rotten through and through. I am a dirty, stinking, rotten sinner, and I need a Savior. Do you know of a Savior? Yes, I do. Good news. Romans 3.23 says, all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I like Romans 6.23 because it, for lack of a better way of saying it, packages the bad news with the good news, the bad news first. So what's the bad news? Oh, it's the death penalty. For the wages of sin is death. That's what you've earned, death. But here's the good news. The gift, gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I hope you don't tire of me illustrating it like this, but I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't, especially this time of year, as we enter the Christmas season, you know, with all those gifts stuck on those containers out in the ocean. But 
That's what we were told, right? But you know, we give gifts, right? What's a gift? A gift. You don't pay for it though. You might re-gift it. I know a lot of people re-gift, but you still didn't pay for it. Because if you paid for it, then it would not be a gift. It would be a purchase. Well, no, someone did purchase it. Jesus did. He paid the price. We are not our own. We are purchased with a price. He paid in His blood with His life to purchase for us this gift that He offers to us for the receiving. It's a gift. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. You know, really, more recently I've been focusing and emphasizing on the centrality of the B, because truth be known, it's even simpler than ABC. It's actually as simple as B. Believe. If you believe in your heart, just believe, and you will be saved. But see, I have to acknowledge my need for the Savior, to put my trust in the Savior and believe on Him. And then the C is for call or confess with your mouth. That is what comes as a result of believing in your heart. That was for me when I (laughs) believed, I acknowledged my need for the Savior. It wasn't pretty. I mean, you, uh, some of your testimonies, I, I actually know some of your testimonies. I covet your testimonies, because y- your testimonies are so cool. Mine was not cool at all. <laughs> Mine was brutal. It was dramatic. I mean, I just, once I acknowledged my sin and believed in my heart, Jesus I don't want to go to hell. I was so high, so intoxicated when I prayed. I I prayed myself to sleep. And all I knew how to pray was, I don't want to go to hell. Because ACDC said, I'm on the highway to hell. I don't want to go to highway to heaven. (laughs) I fell asleep. Woke up the next morning. And I was a new creation in Christ, and old things had passed away. And I never looked back. I was born again. The Holy Spirit was now indwelling me. And that's the thing, by the way, when you call upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, and you're saved, God gives you the Holy Spirit to indwell you. And He does this sanctifying work from the inside out the regeneration process, because you're a new creation. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So the expression that came as a result of believing in my heart was just crying out, (laughs) save me, save me. That's all. There's no magical prayer. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Some people have this sinner's prayer. Fine. I couldn't have prayed it if I wanted to. But I think about Peter when he's sinking after he took his eyes off the Lord, after he's walking on water, no less. And he just prays a three-word prayer, Lord, save me. God answers three-word prayers. Could you imagine if he didn't? Peter, Lord, save me. Jesus, come on, man, I taught you better than that. What happened to our Father, which art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. I taught you to pray better than that. No. Lord, save me. And he saved him. To be a three-word prayer. Romans 10, 13, lastly says, All (laughs) who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We are all all. Right? I want to close with a but God testimony, but before we do, if the Lord has been speaking to you, and maybe you're here in this service or watching online, and you know it's getting real, (laughs) it's getting really real, Today is the day of salvation. I would implore you to not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. You settle it right here and right now, because tomorrow's not guaranteed. I'm not trying to be morbid, but our untimely death could certainly precede the rapture. Would you agree? Well, this is a a wonderful, very encouraging, but God story, and it comes from a brother here in our fellowship who's given me permission to share it. He says, I'm not sure if you know that I came down with COVID. I was really sick and lost a pound a day at first, but in the end it was closer to two pounds a day. The weight loss was good, but I don't want to do that again. (laughs) The thing is that I've been losing weight slowly since March. My doctor said my liver was swelling due to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease related to my Gilbert's syndrome. My liver was converting carbs to fat due to high insulin and storing it in the liver along with toxins that were released as other fats broke down. Too many years cleaning up hazardous waste. That's interesting. When my wife changed my diet, I began losing weight, but my liver couldn't handle the toxins I had stored in my fat cells. However, the liver can also convert fat stored toxins to water-soluble forms, and then the kidneys can dispose of the toxins through urination. Unfortunately, this made my kidneys ache through the night and every morning. That is why 
she started making me walk 12,000 steps a day minimum. When sweating from walking didn't help my kidney pain, it was into the sauna for an hour at 128 degrees Fahrenheit. When I got COVID, I was too weak to walk or even go downstairs to our sauna. I sat up in bed coughing, trying to sleep and listening to all the sermons I'd miss. Well, that'll do it right there. Here is the but God moment. COVID caused me not to eat at all, but I sweated profusely. By the time I'd lost another 25 pounds, my kidneys no longer hurt. My liver is no longer swollen, and aside from a lingering cough and sleeping, sitting up, I feel great. God took a man-converted virus meant to do harm to fix my body. (laughs) Only God can do that. (laughs) You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He goes on, I have no signs of a lingering virus. I do have less hair though. I feel your pain, brother. Ever since I was five, I thought God would save me for the rapture, but I've been feeling so bad. I was ready to go home now. I now know God is always there, even for me. I'm still a worrier, but I'm sure I will be healed of that the same time as JD. Okay, well, that's fine. P.S. You don't know how good you all look to me. I have a real family at CCK. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for your love, just your love. Oh, how great your love for us. No greater love hath any man that he would lay down his life for another. And Jesus, that's what you did for us, because of your love for us. Lord, I just sense that there are those that need to hear this word from you to them. You're not angry. There's no wrath. You took all that anger, all that wrath, and you put it on your only begotten Son on that cross. So you're not angry with us. You love us. You even like us. And you want to be with us. And you prepared a place for us. And you're going to take us to that place, we believe, soon and very soon. And Lord, I pray everyone that is here and listening or watching this would be ready. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. In Jesus' name. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. 
Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.